0: On this episode of Progressive Palaver, the group talks to Bill Sweezy of Echoes, the American Pink Floyd. Hi and welcome. Progressive Palaver, a group of lifelong friends and appreciators of music discussing the greatest progressive rock bands album by album. I'm Joe Beauclair and on this special episode of Progressive Palaver I'm joined by my very good friend Ken Gregory as we welcome Bill Sweezy of Echoes the American Pink Floyd.
1: Guys,
0: Bill, thank you so much for uh, for joining us tonight. So, you know, just to you know, just to give you a bit of an introduction here, you uh, you are currently uh, a member of, as we mentioned, Echoes, the American Pink Floyd. You, as I paraphrased it, play the part of David Gilmour, for lack of a better phrase. You have quite. Uh, <laughs> Quite a, an extensive uh, resume going for you, um, including running a, a commercial recording studio, having played in many theater companies, uh, sticking out at me from your resume are Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat and Jesus Christ Superstar, which awesome, absolutely awesome. phenomenal. I, I've loved that musical ever since I understood what it was. And uh, I see here you've also played with, uh, among others, John Kay of Bill Haley in the Comets. So, yeah. you know, that's uh, that's pretty cool, man. And, uh, you know, I, I haven't had a chance to see you yet, but I have checked out some of the videos on YouTube and uh, very much enjoyed what you did. So thank you so much for joining us here tonight to uh, to talk about, you know, the music of Pink Floyd and your experience and whatever else we get to.
1: <laughs> well, thanks. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to uh, to chatting with you guys and uh, great, uh, great introduction. It, it, it probably sounds a lot more impressive than it than it really is. That's that's 50 years worth condensed down into, you know, two paragraphs. <laughs> and that's, about, that's the highlights. You know, you, you hit them all. But um, but no, it, it's uh, it's it's great to I, I've loved music since, you know, a, a little kid. And uh, it's great to be able to make, you know, reproduce. Some of my favorite music of all time is Pink Floyd. Um, so i uh, mm-hmm. pleased to be able to chat about it with, with, with some like-minded folks.
2: Well, Bill, that's my segue. I saw one of those reproductions. It was early January of this year. And uh, we were all set to convene. We did convene at a Yes tribute show with our friends, Total Mass Retain. And just the night before, I had an open night. I I needed uh, an awesome show to to kick off my my Friday night, and I scored tickets to the Ardmore Music Hall for my first Echoes show. And did you, uh, did you win them? I did not win them. I'm not okay. a winner. I I am in fact a loser. But I still went nonetheless. <laughs> you're, you're a
1: winner in my book, Ken. Okay, <laughs> it was, so. we usually do it. We usually do a ticket con, a t- you know, a ticket giveaway. We work with the venue and we give away a pair or, or maybe a couple pairs of tickets um, just to generate some excitement around around the show and and uh, and hopefully reward some, you know, some Floyd fans or make some new Floyd fans who maybe wouldn't wouldn't go. But if they win tickets and maybe bring some friends. Um, so, you know, maybe maybe I can see about hooking you up next time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that would be fantastic. And, and I do have a rain check for your World Cafe show up and coming.
1: Yeah, and we that that has been um, just within the past couple of days postponed again, again date uh, TBD. In fact, it, it, it's funny um, that show was scheduled for uh, uh, I believe the seventeenth, March seventeenth uh, or March fourteenth, maybe it was Pi Day, um, but um, that was right when all of this uh, stuff started to, to to hit. If you recall, at least on the East Coast um, the Philly area, greater Philly area. And there was, you know, we went back and forth with the venue. Well, should we, you know, we, we had, we were, we almost sold out and they said, well, should we, should we go ahead and do the show? And there really hadn't been any kind of, uh, uh, government issued, uh, directive at that point. Um, even though they were kind of talking about it and the, the closer it got to show date, it became kind of obvious that, you know, it w- it was something that wasn't going to be able to to, to, to to happen at that point Indeed. in time.
2: Indeed, I remember the feeling at, l- hour by hour, being at work trying to yeah. look at the news and trying to figure out if I was going to a show or not.
1: <laughs> it, it was it, yeah, it was super dynamic, and uh, and fans were asking, you know, is the show still on? And 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 uh, and you know, when we kind of discussed it as a group, um, you know, what we said is, hey, you know, kind of people need a distraction, and, and, and you know, music is is uh, a lot of folks, um, you know, kind of uh, cathartic release, right, and we said, well, you know, we, we should go ahead and do the show, but the kind of the closer it got, like you said, hour by hour, it, it was changing yeah, literally almost hour by hour, and uh, everybody kind of came to the conclusion that, you know, we don't want to be reading about Echoes in the paper as the next, you know, hotspot that (laughs) that, that spread spread 100 (laughs) cases of COVID-19, you know? (laughs) Right.
2: Exactly. Okay. Well, this this is all present day. Let's rewind and take it all back. And you started roughly five years ago with the operation.
1: This is actually, uh, I would say, Echoes 2.0 because... Echoes actually uh, played for uh, a few years uh, back in the early 90s. Wow. So, yeah. So, I don't, I don't think it's on the resume. but uh, <laughs> So, this is kind of second incarnation of, of Echoes. Um, you know, we, we were, I think there was uh, probably one other uh, Pink Floyd tribute band uh, around back then, uh, at least that we were aware of. And, uh, you know, they didn't even call it a tribute band back then. Right. Um, that's, I think, kind of a recent, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, innovation um, in the nomenclature. Right. To say tribute bands. And, of course, now you can't throw a rock without hitting a you know, a, a tribute band to, to somebody. Right. Prince or Fleetwood Mac or the Rolling Stones. Sure, yeah. yeah. So um, so we we actually had done this show um, as a uh, as a uh, six piece um, uh, back in the early 90s. Uh, I guess for about three years, and uh, obviously we were all much younger then, and and uh, that typical story, you know, people are, uh, you know, investing in their careers and getting married and having kids and and that kind of thing, um, and uh, so about five years ago, a little over five years ago now, uh, somebody uh, uh, kind of approached me and said, "Hey, uh, what do you think about Echo's reunion?" And uh, you know, we're all kind of at that middle age stage in life now. And, and some of us had, you know, been out of music for a while and, but, you know, kept our chops up and, um, uh, in different ways. And I did, you know, uh, played for theater, as you mentioned. Um, and, uh, so it was kind of a, a long process to kind of get back in touch with folks and see if they were, were, were interested in, in kind of trying to, uh, put something like this together. Um, you know, if you're serious about it, and I'm sure you guys, are well aware um, You know you don't throw a, a, a Floyd show Together like over a weekend you know? Right 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 yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: Really I find that shocking <laughs>
1: <laughs> So so we, we we got you know Kind of the, the core musicians together And the consensus was Well we'll do it But if we do it It's got to be better than it was Before Because why do it to only be as good or not even as good as it was before. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're going to invest this kind of time and effort and money, uh, it it better be something, you know, pretty spectacular. And, and, and the, 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 you know, the funny end of the story is that, uh, the, the, the guy who approached me, who was in echoes 1.0 about it actually did not end up being involved in the, in the, in the project, in the 2.0 project. Um, you know, I think his idea was, well, we'll, you know, we'll do one show kind of for old time's sake. And, and the, kind of the feeling of everybody else was, Hey, if we're going to do this, it, it, we're, it's not going to be for one show, right? <laughs> because, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to spend eight months working up a show to, to do it, you know, to do a one-off. Right.
2: <laughs> right. Right.
1: So, um, so that was, uh, that was like, uh, as you mentioned, uh, um, five years ago, so, uh, uh, 2015, uh, we did our first show, uh, May, I, I want to say May 30th or 31st, something like that.
2: Wow. My God. And, 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 and was it a little rusty or did, I mean, did you have any like basement, you know, performances for, fr- like, how do you get this off the ground? What, it, what, what's, what's the kick sh- in the ass? That-
1: sure. Yeah. So, so, I mean, you know, there was, um, uh, there was, uh, yeah, I can't even tell you. Probably, but there's probably a year in the basement actually,
2: um,
1: wow. and and um, to the point of of taking the show to another level, um, as you probably have seen on the uh, on the Facebook and the website, um, we're we're now ten people. So we went from six to ten, um, primarily <laughs> adding uh, our uh, our lovely um, uh, uh, crazy diamond girls. We've right. got three right. three fantastic backup singers, as you know, Ken. And uh and we also added uh actually probably the youngest uh member um is uh is Andy, um our saxophone player. Um because I mean really how are you gonna do dark side without right. you right. know without that great sax? Yeah, you need right.
2: that. That that's a good segue to your role. So Joe introduced you more or less as Gay Dave, Dave Gilmore in the group, but 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 really, even even live, it takes multiple people to do yeah. Dave Gilmore in in the real Pink Floyd.
0: Right, yeah. right. Even David Gilmore so, doesn't yeah. play
1: David Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, you know, that's that's uh, Joe. You haven't seen a show, so um, but um, that that would be flattering to be compared to to. You know, to be compared to a a 15-year-old David Gilmore, (laughs) let alone a a Pink Floyd era David Gilmore. Um, Yeah, Ken, you're absolutely right. Uh, You know, there's – the cool thing about doing a Pink Floyd tribute band is that uh, nobody knows – you know who's in Pink Floyd, right? Nobody knows what they look like. Right? We don't have to put on costumes. We don't have to look like anybody. I mean, you know, because certainly you guys know. Before the internet, nobody knew what the guys in Pink Floyd looked like. That was purposeful. Yeah, they right. they, they yeah. purposely were mysterious and didn't put their pictures on 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 album covers and rarely gave you know interviews. And you know, we all know now because you know you can Google it and and it comes right up, but.
2: Tomorrow I'm sending away to F A O Schwartz for my Guy Pratt rubber mask.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good one. I like that. So, uh, role wise, yeah, it's it's not like um, uh, you know. Well, okay, I'm going to do all of Gilmore's parts because uh, again, you know, we have three guitar players, and and you need three uh, to cover the cover the guitar parts I mean there's some times where you really you could use four um, wow. and and uh, I mean I'm thinking of uh, for example uh, pigs there's four distinct guitar parts in pigs during the talk box solo we- and so we're you know we're getting three out of the four I mean that's you know we- <laughs> yeah
2: yeah 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 It's it's
1: it's, it's funny you bring that up because
0: literally just today I w- or actually maybe it was yesterday some sometime in the last week I've been editing our episode on animals. We actually have two of them. And so we, we spent a lot of time talking about the, the various (laughs) guitar parts during that, that talk box solo and everything else. So yeah, absolutely.
1: So yeah. So there's, there's, there's definitely three parts or four parts in there, uh, three. And then, and then, then the solo it's, I would say, um, you know, we, we've got our, our most recent uh, addition to the band is Scott and, and Scott really does the heavy lifting uh, on, on the guitar stuff so i, I you know if you want to if you want to relate it to uh chairs right he would be first chair uh, i would say I, i'm probably second nice. chair yeah. and then and then uh, uh jr um, john uh who um is we call him pink because he's kind of the, the the face of the band and and does most <laughs> of the lead thing but he he does he does guitar as well he plays guitar as well all you know, uh, super accomplished guitar players, but it's just kind of how we've Scott doesn't sing, so all right, so you you got to pull your weight on the guitar a little more, <laughs> and then and then John and I share a lot of the the a lot of the vocal um, responsibilities. I would say he's kind of pri- primary vocal. Um, you know, we we trade uh, you know back and forth on like uh, Run Like Hell. Um, I'll do a lot of harmony, and then sometimes uh, you know he'll take a harmony part that, that I'll do lead to, and then of course we got the girls um, who just I mean really uh, Ken, I'm sure you can ap- appreciate just, I just attest.
2: oh such a difference. Yeah, nice nice job with those arrangements. I mean, I mean, I mean c- clearly uh, y- you've had not not only the time to put this together, but the same voices learning to work with each other for for a long time. There's a nice blend that you've got yeah.
1: there. Yeah, they do. That's you know, it. Was funny. I was I was thinking about our conversation tonight, and and that was one of the things that went through my head. Is they just they blend so well together. All just fantastic um, singers in their own right, but then you know together they just i mean i get chills when we're doing dark side I, honestly just hearing them is is fantastic and it just and it, and so to, to get back to the point of the roles and and who does what you know you have to remember early on when when floyd was touring i mean they were touring uh, um, they were working up dark side in front of live audiences who had never heard it before as a four piece but now a days We're all accustomed to hearing the album, right? Because we either played it to death growing up. FM um, radio. Or FM radio, right, exactly. So, you know, we kind of had to make a strategic decision as to how we were going to present the material. And, you know, you could present it kind of as if uh, you were listening to a live Floyd concert, right? And we kind of said, you know, we're not going to presume to know the minds of, the, you know, uh, Rick and, and David and, and Roger and Nick so well that we would know how they would present it live. So we focused on reproducing the album because that's what everybody remembers. Right. right. Exactly. Right. So mm-hmm. all those great female backups and, and, and all the, the different guitar uh, parts and, and the saxophone, um, you know, we just said, OK, well, the, the album is kind of going to kind of be our bellwether. And let, let's let let's dissect it from there. And again, we you can't cover everything. I mean, we don't have four guitar players. Um, we've we've only got one keyboard player. And right. and by the way, we don't do anything sequenced. Everything you hear up there is live. Oh, brilliant. OK, right. So um, which, you know, is kind of. Uh, for our own, um, you know, uh, what do you want to say? Edification, right? We 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 kind of like that about it. We don't really advertise that, um, but you know, there's no uh, there's no uh, music stands on stage. There's no sequencing. Um, it's it's everything's live. All the sound effects are triggered live. Um, you know, so uh, everything you're hearing, people are doing.
2: Mm-hmm. and that contributes to the feel i mean depending on you know who you listen to i don't know one of the music critics of the day right now is is youtube star rick beato who says that sequencer has killed rock and roll <laughs> so so a- any any opportunity for me to hear a band without a sequencer is a good day
1: again we're, we're trying to be true to the studio recordings but there's a certain um uh, you know, dynamic that comes from playing live that if you're locked into a sequencer, you really don't have the the freedom to, I mean, uh, there are some songs and we've checked it very carefully where even in the studio, the tempo changes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And nice. so if, 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 if you want to try to recreate that, well, you can try to program your, your sequence to do that, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's that that's gets very rote. And um, so we're we're trying to be true to the to the studio recordings, but yet still let it be, let it ebb and flow and breathe and have some dynamic to it. Nice. nice.
0: Well, I mean, isn't that always part of you know the 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 difference between recorded rock music and live rock music? I mean, they, it, it's very rare that they line up exactly because you can do things in the studio that either aren't possible, or you don't necessarily need to, or someone has a different idea. So I, I think that's definitely part of it. it. It's funny you mentioned about the the timing thing. One of the bits of lore that came out as we were doing our, our Pink Floyd segment, obviously was around the process by which Adam Hart Mother was 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 recorded in the studio. And it, it had these, these tempo sort of anomalies. And one of the very first videos of your guys I watched was Adam Hart Mother. I'm like, I got to see how they did this. <laughs> so, so I'm assuming at that point, you know, that's not one of the things that you paid p- specific attention to as you were working, putting that together, I'm, I'm guessing.
1: Right, right. <laughs> well, you know, again, so as we were getting ready to, to, to kind of bring this product to market, um, I in particular, but a, a couple of the other guys also. Uh, we went and we, you know, did what what any good marketer would do or advertiser. We checked out our competition, right?
0: <laughs> and I was gonna, I was going to ask you about that because there. My understanding is there there are three major Floyd tributes. There's you guys, there's the Australian Pink Floyd, and there's Brit Floyd. So, were was it those two that you were checking out, or
1: uh, we went to see Brit Floyd? um have not seen Australian Pink Floyd yet okay uh, and then there are some regional uh acts as okay. well uh that come you know through the kind of you know northeast uh corridor here a- and again you know look this is a specialty act right i mean you can't you can't play you know we're not a uh Uh, you know, we're not a dance band or something, you know, we can't play the same room right week after week after week. People go, well, uh, all right. I mean, honestly, it's a little bit of overload. I mean, it's, it's a pretty intense show. I think, (laughs) I think people are pretty, well, you know, after two and a half or three hours of Floyd and, you know, with 10 people and lasers and, and video, they're, they're, they're pretty saturated for a little while, you know? So, so you have to have rooms to play, right? If you want to play with any regularity, unless you're going to we're weekend warriors we're not we're not you know touring all over the country um you have to have rooms um that you can rotate to and uh and there were some bands that come through some of these same rooms that we were targeting and so we said well we're, we're gonna we're, you know again you, you can't have a floyd show every other month right uh because people just there's not that much demand for it so we went and checked some of the local folks and um and what I took away from a lot of them is back to this point about, um, how are we going to present the material? And there are certain things that you as a listener, whether you even are conscious of it or not, listen for little cues on yeah. the albums, little, you know, sound effects and, 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 certain timing things and et cetera. Um, you know, the guitar solos, et cetera. And so we said those have to be there cuz I would find myself when they weren't there being just terribly gravely disappointed. <laughs> you know, oh, he didn't he didn't do the high note or yeah. you know yeah. or they didn't say the little phrase, you know, or Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, And and so um so that's one thing that we found that we were really adamant about is reproducing these little things that are even maybe subconsciously you, you're used to hearing them when you, when you spin the album or hear it on the radio, and when they're there, they, you just feel more connected to it when if they're not there.
0: There's a, a, a story that Ken and I were, were talking about the Yes Royal Affair tour that occurred last year. Oh, gosh. It was Gates of Delirium. There is there's one specific line, and I was telling Ken as, as we were coming up to that line – and I'm like Jeff. I just need you to to land this this one phrase. Yes, no. And if you don't, I'm going to cry.
1: And he nailed right. it. So I understand exactly what right. you're talking I'm about. going to
2: ruin twelve minutes worth of music.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, on one line. Yeah, it, it, it's. I mean, it's really. I you know, look again. We're everybody in the band is a, is around the same age. Um, you know, I joke that I'm the youngest. That's why I got the, the Facebook. But I'm not actually technically the youngest. But we're all kind of similarly aged, and um, and again, we're we're kind of you know weekend warriors. Um, we're not infallible, um, but man, if we get something wrong, I, we hear about it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> poor, 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 poor Jr. Uh, uh, Pink, um, man, he messed up. Uh, he messed up one lyric. Uh, we were in. Uh, trying to remember where the venue was uh, harrisburg maybe and uh and 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 uh uh, and i i forget the song it was maybe dogs of war and uh and somebody left oh no so i mean (laughs) you know somebody left they said i forget it (laughs) you know but we get it like we uh, you know especially prog rock fans they're You know Mm -hmm. they're very particular and they want it correct. We get that, (laughs) you know. But geez, like this is like you know this is kind of a weekend thing gig for us, so so. Uh, yeah. Well, John Ratcliffe is great,
2: Jr. I would grant him a few lines here and there, but but um, obviously, yeah, you're striving towards perfection. Uh, What while you're talking about individual members, um, you've mentioned Scott uh and and you mentioned
1: that everyone's a weekend warrior
2: but let's highlight uh Scott's enterprise he makes guitar pickups
1: right yeah so um S- scott um scott a uh, fantastic guitar player he does all the uh all the pedal steel uh work also uh that's uh that's throughout uh, dark side and wish you were here Beautiful. Beautiful. and um but yeah he's he's a little bit of a mad scientist and uh <laughs> He actually uh, makes his own guitar pickups. He's got a company called Zexcoil. You know, he doesn't know this, but I've been thinking that I, I probably should get him to throw a set in my, in my Strat what, during the downtime here that we have with the, with the pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. he's, he's come up with uh, kind of his own uh, materials. It's all very proprietary and his own windings. He makes uh, basically uh, noiseless uh, single coil pickups and can basically tune them. Uh, kind of any way you want, um, with his little uh, proprietary. Uh, he'd probably balk at me calling it little. I don't know how how intensely complicated it is, but uh, <laughs> but uh, he, a lot of his tone is is uh, uh, by virtue of of his custom uh, Zexcoil uh, pickups that he's got in in his various guitars. Because uh, I, I think we I think we tour. I say tour when we play out. I, I think we've got about twelve guitars. Um, for three players. Yeah. Because that's what you need. Depending on what material you're doing, uh, you know, you need a nylon string and you need a 12 string and you need a couple of acoustics because sometimes there's two acoustics playing and you need a Nashville tuned acoustic. And then of course you need, uh, the, the pedal steel to do the slide. You slides. do need the Nashville.
2: Yeah. We, we yeah. talked about that yeah. intensely in the podcast.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so again, these are the kinds of things and, and most, you know, music lovers, uh, uh probably don't know what that is. They don't know what a Nashville-tuned acoustic is. I mean, if you're really into it, or if you play guitar, you, then you probably do. But somebody who just says, "Well, I love Floyd. I have all their albums." They they probably maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But um, uh, I, I hate to assume that everybody just knows what that is. But um, it has a certain sound, and you, you, if you don't have it, it doesn't sound right. right. It might be close, but it's not. It just doesn't sound right. And I think the reason that our show resonates with so many people who love Floyd is because it sounds right. And they don't mm-hmm. even know why it sounds right, but it just <laughs> right. sounds right. They're like, sounds like the album. Ah, oh, it's great. I, you know, I loved it, but those kinds of things. And that's why I said it, you know, it took a lot of, t- you know, a lot of time and money to kind of, you know, get the gear and, and learn to use it properly and not learn to use it. But, you know, it's, there are some shows where, you know, every other song we're, Picking up a different guitar, and you know, we don't have guitar techs bringing them out to us like David does, right? So right, you know, right, right. We've got guitar trees on stage, and we're picking one up and putting one down, and then sometimes we're trading them between each other because the next song we just have a swap, and it's uh, so it's and you have to practice that. You you can't <laughs> you can't you can't do. I mean, uh, uh, the last show um, that that we were touring was we called Five Sides Live, and it was five awesome. complete album sides. All yep. the way through, and you have to practice them that way because you have to. You can't just practice the songs because you have to practice the the sound effect fade ins and outs. You have to practice the swapping of the instruments and the changing of the patches and the loading of the different samples uh, uh, for the sound effects that are all triggered, you know, by hand. So you 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 have to practice it as you're going to play it. Because if the if you're doing it, you know if you're doing the set the first time live, it's not going to go well. <laughs> it's just not. There's too much going on besides the music, you know, uh, ancillary to making the show happen. So so Ken had mentioned the the
0: album sides um, idea earlier, and and as he described it, it was. It was sort of this, you know, exciting moment because I guess, Ken, you didn't know which album sides were going to be played. But as soon as you, you know, figured out yeah, what which, which album side you were yeah. on, you could sort of mentally take inventory and say, oh, I've got this to look forward to and that. and This is going right. to be awesome.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Th- the matrix in my head and the first <laughs> 10 seconds, everyone in the audience is like breathless. It's great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's really great. Well, it, it's, you know, people ask and asked and we're like, you just got to come to a show. We're not going to tell mm-hmm. you, you know, you got to build some a little bit of mystery, right? Absolutely. Right, that's right, That's right. just marketing 101. It's brilliant. Yeah.
2: I mean, us, Gen X, we experienced that every time we went to a show because you didn't go on the web to see what they played in Cleveland the night before.
0: Right. Well, and I, mm-hmm. I go out of my way, it, it, it drives Ken crazy when we saw... I think it was the Royal Affair last year, Ken. I, I specifically tried to tried to unspoiler myself. So I, I didn't look at anything. I didn't know what the set list was. Ken knew <laughs> and he couldn't talk to me about it. I'm like, just shut up.
2: <laughs> shut up. Meanwhile Meanwhile, I've totally recreated the set list on a Spotify little thingy for the car. <laughs>
1: He's listening to the sh- the night before show on the way down. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> so, it, but you're I mean, right though. It's information now. It, it looks like we said at the at the top of the show. It's it's so easy. Access is so easy. But you know, so that's the, that cuts both ways, right? I mean, it's good and it's bad. It, either there, yeah, there was a certain anticipation of you know w- what what are they gonna what are they gonna play next?
0: Mm-hmm. So, so Bill, as you were talking about, you know all that goes into performing this music. One of the things that I I personally wasn't aware of until we here at the Palaver started to do our segment on Pink Floyd was this strong element of, of what we'll, we'll call sound design and sound effects that, you know, Pink Floyd brought in very early on and continued to work extraordinarily hard at, um, you know, throughout their entire career. And, and and they really became you know masters at working that in and obviously you know for a lot of us you know uh, you know one of the, one of the things that we always talk about is you know Queen's operation mind crime wouldn't exist without all of the work that Pink Floyd did right but right. but in terms of incorporating that sound design element into a live show without sequencers how difficult is that I mean, are are there some things you just kind of throw up your hands and say, we can't do that? I mean, do you go as far as you can or?
1: (laughs) Yeah, right. I mean, you you get to diminishing returns at some point. Um, You know, uh, thankfully, we've got a fantastic uh, keyboard player, Dan Long. Um, He's so meticulous about recreating the sounds um, and, uh, you know, all, all of Rick's uh, different, uh, keyboard, you know, synthesizer sounds. Um, he's, he's continually, um, kind of investing in the latest, uh, technology, um, to be able to, you know, have a reliable rig and streamline his rig, um, and, uh, and, and recreate those kinds of sounds. And then he's also responsible for all of the sound effects. Um, so, you know, they're loaded, uh, as, as samples, um, in a patch, for that song or, or that album side or, or that album. Sometimes we do complete albums right all the way through. Um, and, and he's responsible for triggering them where, you know, at the right time so that they fall in the right spot. And that's something that, that he practices himself along with the record. And then that's something we, we practice at rehearsal when, when we all get together, but it's all, it is all triggered live. There's some that, um, you know, uh, I mean, I, am probably the worst about it because I want every single thing that I was used to hearing when I was 14 <laughs> years old, laying on my bedroom floor with big Sansui headphones on, right. Listening to, you know, the vinyl, uh, of, of, uh, dark side and the wall. I, I want to hear it, it all. I mean, l- I reproduced the, the secret message, uh, off of the wall, um, so if you know if you know what that is, good. If you don't, okay. Well, folks, hit Google and and look it up. But um, you know, I isolated it and uh, and figured out to flip it backwards to see what it said. You can't lift it right from the from the album, of course, because uh, there's music underneath of it that we're playing live, so that wouldn't work. So you have to recreate it, right? Yeah. So you wow. need to kind of at least isolate it enough so that you know what it is right? And then you can go about recreating it, right? And then making it, turning it into a sample that then Dan can load and, and, and manage the trigger at the right time. So, yeah, it's, it's very, you know, this is not like a Grateful Dead jam band. Uh, This (laughs) is like, you know, everybody is really concentrating up there because they're responsible for so much stuff. Um, and, and Dan, as much or more than anybody because all the keyboard sounds and all the sound effects, um, he's responsible for. So, and, he, and by the way, he does, uh, he does on the run, uh, live. Oh, so, which Floyd didn't even do. Yeah. yeah. So Ken, so yeah. you, you, so you, you heard that, um, at Ardmore because we did, uh, we did uh dark side, um, and, uh, and we, you know, we we were actually using one of the screen reels uh, from Floyd's uh, tour of of Dark Side, uh during that. Um, the 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 fellow, uh, you know, taking off in the, in the hospital bed. Um, so you know, some folks might know what that's a reference to, but if you come to a show, you'll see it. So that's an actual Floyd screen reel. That's one of the the most bizarre things on
2: YouTube. I mean, that, that yeah, that, that, that because wasn't that video made significantly after the fact, like, like it's not of the dark side era. They, they made that video somehow later on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right, Ken. I don't know the actual, uh, uh, you know, history of it, but I do know that they did, you know, tour with that and use it at yeah. some point, uh, yeah. when they were doing, when they were doing dark side. Um, and so, but yeah, but Dan plays that. Um, so that's uh, everything right. you're hearing there is, is, uh, is is live, um, so we kind of darken the stage. We've got the sc- we got the vi- screen video going, and then we just kind of light up Dan and everybody else. You know, uh, uh, tunes <laughs> their instruments or has a <laughs> sip of water or something. Yeah, for three so and a half the, Well,
2: there is a segue. No kidding, do you right? Ever, do you, do you, no, do you ever run into any uh, um, copyright trademark? What kind of issues does a tribute band need to be aware of in this day and age? Well. I you know
1: merch we, we've yeah we've talked about that um we feel like uh the publicity of getting sued by pink floyd probably would be worth it uh <laughs> there's 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 really not much that they could take um you know um uh, we're certainly again we're we're producing we're reproducing all the music ourselves we've really recreated almost all of the sound effects um, ourselves, um, uh, a- again, we we, we are using some of the Floyd, uh, screen reels. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know exactly what the legality is of that because certainly they're, they're available. Um, you Probably know, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean, if you, you know, anybody in 10 minutes can, 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 uh, pull that up. Now we're using a lot of screen material that's, um, open source, if you will, uh, in the public domain animations and, and, and things like that. Um, but we wanted to lend some authenticity to, uh, to some of the stuff, um, and seeing that those were available. Uh, you know, if, if we get a, uh, if we get a, uh, cease and desist letter, well, I guess we would cease and desist, wouldn't we? Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> this, but you this know is why I need to see you guys again, because I, 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 I um, I, I was with a, a friend, uh, Robert from the, the, yes crowd had him come out and we scored one of these
1: tables on the other side of the bar where we could oh. see all the
2: musicians, but couldn't see your circular screen. So, okay. Okay. To, yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. You
1: have to, you have to come again and, and, and see it, you know, kind of tr- try to get a, a front on kind of view. I know where you were, uh, kind of, yeah. On the other side of the bar there kind of did make yeah, it hard yeah, to see yeah. the video yeah. composition. <laughs> I will tell you, we 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 were live streaming one of our rehearsals, a run up to a show, and uh, and we actually did get the uh, Facebook uh, uh, flag on on uh, for being too close to. <laughs> did really? <you're> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, this I... content has been uh, restricted in your country for violating copyright. I said, "Wow, well, that's that's pretty high compliment." <laughs> <laughs> this idea
0: of creating you know bringing in some of the visuals and and creating you know the show is th- this is really the difference between a tribute band and a cover band right because anyone can stand up on stage and play the music but if you put in this effort to recreate you know to some degree the experience
1: that people would have had seeing these bands back in the day isn't that the difference look we have semantics talk semantics right all day long i you know uh, a cover band, right, is, you know, you, you see down at the, you know, uh, Come On In, right? Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, and they do Comfortably Numb and they do it reasonably well. And, and then they do uh, Born on the Bayou and, you know, <laughs> they really nail that one. And, that, you know, <laughs> whatever. Right. Um, yeah. I think the, the yeah, the tribute band, that's probably a great um, definition, Joe. Um, a tribute band is a, a level above right so yeah i think and and that's what we've set out to do is kind of recreate as as best we can with uh, you know a limited budget um what it was like to go to uh a a floyd show you know probably let's say uh late 70s through early 80s right kind of era i mean obviously nowhere near the budget uh (laughs) that that they had uh and really honestly nor that um that uh uh brit floyd or or australian pink floyd have but i think for the kind the size venues that that we're targeting right now i mean ken you you can certainly you know chime in with your opinion i i think we do a pretty good pretty good job of it you we 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 talked uh, you know one of the comments i was going to say about uh brit floyd fantastic light show i mean amazing um but i i left that show not not really feeling satisfied because I, I didn't like the way they presented the material and not, this is not a knock on them as, as musicians. Uh, but as a real Floyd fan, um, I, you know, the guitar player is fantastic, but I mean, there were some solos where he just, you know, he sounded like he was doing his best ingvay imitation. I mean, he was just shredding and, and I'm like, that's, that's not that's, David. Yeah, that's know. not what he does, absolutely. That's not what he does. And and some of the other stuff was fine, but I, I left just kind of feeling like, okay, it was a good show. The light show, fantastic. Music was well done and presented, but I, I didn't, as a Floyd fan, feel like I had been to, at a Floyd show. Which is what I wanted. Interesting. My
2: metaphor in the progressive palaver early on was that a live floyd show especially in an outdoor arena is kind of like a very slow moving godzilla walking through mud like like you don't want any shredding like right like you're you you want to feel like you're in this kind of slow motion amazing point of i don't know mysticism or yeah, shamanism yeah, yeah. or something
1: well, I was I was very lucky to see Floyd uh, several times, and uh, and and one of the most memorable experiences was uh, they they played at uh, JFK Stadium uh, in Philadelphia, and there? Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah so, yeah. so and I don't remember, to be honest, which night of 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 the series of shows that it was. I'm sure I could Google it and 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 find it, but the encore was. Uh, Uh, Shine On You Crazy Diamond. And in between the last song, which I don't remember what was, and the encore, when they started, it started raining. Yes. Just a light rain. And they turned on green lasers. And every place where a laser hit a raindrop, it just sparkled. And the whole stadium... Was filled with these sparkles, and I was like, and they they were playing "Shine on, You Crazy Diamond," and I was like, I thought I'm gonna, I could die now. I, I what? It was amazing. It was just, I, I was transfixed.
0: Oh, brilliant! Um, that is yep. absolutely spectacular. Oh my goodness, I love it. And and it's it's funny because I was sitting here as as you guys were talking about that, I was I was thinking. Most recently, I spent some time um, watching David Gilmour's live in Gdańsk video, and and one of the things at one point they end up playing Astronomy Domine, which obviously is is a Sid song, and it and it does have a more f- frantic energy about it, which it seems kind of jarring as I'm sitting here thinking about it. It, it sets itself apart from the rest of that of that set but it, it's still spectacular don't get me wrong yeah and and can I've discharged my duty by mentioning Sid Barrett
1: <laughs> <laughs> was, that, was that some agreement that do you, you know? need a
2: run, you need a running joke when you do a podcast And <laughs> it's
1: oh, oh okay our
0: our running joke is we have to mention Sid Barrett in every Pink Floyd episode it's a it's a okay. must okay
1: well, how can you not really? I mean <laughs> well, I re- I, well, really, I remember and, and I uh, you probably again could you know Google is your friend, you probably could find it, but and I don't remember where I read it, but um, it was it was a quote from one of the guys uh, you know later uh, later on in, in the Pink Floyd's uh, uh, career, um, and I don't even remember who it was attributed to, but one of them said, um, you know, Pink Floyd could not have existed without him." but couldn't go on with him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and I thought, wow, that's uh, sad and probably accurate, you know, <laughs> uh, cause everybody, any Floyd fan is familiar with Sid's antics kind of at the end of his, his time. And, um, uh, so what's I, the
2: old, what's the oldest track that you've been able to
1: recreate? Well, we've only gone back, um, as far as metal to do it shows, Mm-hmm. um so you know and and we've certainly heard the um the requests for for bringing out you know stuff even older in the catalog so um so I I think you'll see that I don't want to give away anything Oh, spoilers um, okay. yeah yeah so but yeah certainly but uh, you know we're 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 obviously heavy on the the I don't know, you know, if you want to call the, the kind of golden era, I, I like all of their stuff. I have every one of the albums on vinyl um, and on CD, of course. Um, but um, uh, we concentrate on kind of metal through the wall. But, you know, we're we're reaching into the newer stuff and we're reaching into the older stuff. Folks have also told us that they want to hear some of the solo uh, stuff really? um, uh, from David and Roger. So um, so we've we've toyed around with with some of that as well. Um, but it's, 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 you know, before we're going to bring it out, it's, it's got to be kind of up to the, up to the echoes standard, you know,
2: (laughs) did you ever hit any division bell stuff?
1: Yes. Yep. Really? Yeah. Yep. Which one? I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) You got to come to a show and see, (laughs) you know, we come we got to leave a little bit, you know, we got to leave something.
0: See this. This is oh, this is why we need we need some sort of COVID vaccine or something. I miss because um, uh, you know a lot of these things don't come to Texas. <laughs> you guys don't come to Texas.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: you know a lot of the not other. That
1: we, not that we wouldn't, but I mean sorta. we're all from the area here. Yeah, it- uh- And so, and we know the venues here and, and there's plenty of places to play. Like, you know, we don't have to go to Texas to find a place to play. Um, But we, I mean, what we'd love to bring the show to more folks. I'd really love to simulcast every show. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's, you know, there's just some technical uh, uh, hurdles with that. I mean, we got enough to do without trying to run a a simulcast and, um, you know, but uh, we'd love to bring it to more folks because we're really proud of it. Um, everybody is, is, is a Floyd, everybody in the band is a Floyd fan and super enthusiastic. And, uh, look, I, we're certainly not doing it for the money, right? (laughs) right. So, you know, um, uh, it's a labor of love. And I think that comes through, uh, and I think that's why the show is so well received. And, and, you know, the toughest thing is getting people out the first time. I think Ken, you and I were talking about that a little bit, um, you know, but once we get people out, uh, they're fans. Um, so yeah. yeah well, I, I mean, mean,
2: that's great. Y- you've hit Allentown and, uh, clearly, you know, you've got it locked up in, in, in your home court of, uh, Wilmington area. Wilmington, uh, Philly,
1: the- yeah, Harrisburg, um, Atlantic city. Uh, uh w- we've gone up to the, we've gone up to the shore. Actually, we had a date in uh, New York city that got canceled. So, um, wow yeah so it's it's been a weird year that's for sure. <laughs> so well, once things go back to normal, though, my plan
0: is to resume my habit of flying to Philly and seeing shows like this with uh with Ken and Paul that you know it it it's just you know it is it maybe the most responsible use of my money? Maybe not, <laughs> but you know what? I've had a spectacular time doing it. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, like I said, look. It, it, for some people, music is their hobby, um, and you know, you spend money on your hobby, right? That's yeah. It's a hobby. It Doesn't make you money. It's you spend money on it, and uh, and and I, I don't I don't see anything wrong with that. To seek out uh, music that you appreciate and find you know well done. Look, you know, we we'd all love to to you know see the remaining members of Floyd play again. I, I don't. I don't foresee that ever happening, so you know I, I we went to see Roger last time he was through Philly, and the I mean the show was phenomenal, regardless of what you think of his politics, right? Oh yeah, uh, uh the show was just amazing, um as you would expect and uh and we we would have gone again he was scheduled obviously to come through the um this is not a drill <laughs>
0: i have got tour. i've got my tickets for october that i'm not going to be able to use <laughs> yeah right
1: right exactly yeah we we were waiting for for him to come to philly and we would have gone again so so we're trying to give folks uh the kind of you know the next best uh experience and you know at a price that uh, you know hopefully a little easier to swallow than than Roger or or, you know, if, if David were to come around, what, what his ticket prices would be. Yeah.
2: At the, at the end of our Floyd excursion, reviewing every album, we were impressed with Nick Mason. Impressed with just his just composure and his consistency. And, 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 and no longer needing any kind of athleticism or fancy, you know, razzmatazz just really honing in on what it is to be the rhythm of Pink Floyd and uh, I'm, I'm I'm proud to say that uh, Matt Urban did a great job for you guys so yeah, know talk about Matt
1: He Matt a uh, fantastic um, addition to the group yeah there is a a subtlety to Nick's playing that is really I I think hard to achieve he he's almost Sometimes behind the beat, just ever so slightly, that creates this feel that again is part of that whole thing. That and and uh, Matt worked on it. I mean, I, I know he spent time. This is not four on the floor like you know your boom, chick, right. boom kind of stuff. Um And Nick certainly was a a huge part of the Floyd sound, and I think Ken. Uh, kudos for recognizing that because because uh, I'm not a drummer, but certainly uh, have studied enough music t- to appreciate that his subtle drumming um, really made a lot of the feel of, of a lot of those songs that, again, if you don't get right, it just doesn't feel right. And yep. uh, and and Matt put a lot of effort into getting, you know, Nick's feel right um, and but still be dynamic. Because it, it it's, again, it's live, yeah and, yeah, and so there's there's you know there's uh, dynamics and there's crescendos and stuff builds and tempos move a little bit and that's what creates energy and people feel that you know and I mean that's it's it amazes me still and we're going on five years of doing this that people will literally. Uh, we played uh about two years ago we played the Stone pony and um and the 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 sound guy said to me afterwards, he said, "I have never seen a crowd literally stand there and watch the band for two hours straight." Mm-hmm. it's just you, it you just you get sucked in." Like you said, it's like it's Godzilla walking through the thing, and you just (laughs) the, the, the sound and the visuals, and you just and and they do, they just they just stand and watch, and 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 sometimes sing along, and you know, a few people dance, but mostly people just stand and watch. I think it's because it's so encompassing, right? Between the music and the sound effects, and the lasers and the video, you just you become a part of the entire whole experience, you know, but yeah, Matt's, Matt's great. And Matt's got a background in, in, uh, multimedia as well. So he's a great help with the, um, with the video content, the couple live streams that we've done, he's managed. Um, so, uh, so he's a great technologist, uh, multimedia technologist as well. So that's always handy to have, uh, in the band, especially when you're trying to do a, a Floyd <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonderful.
0: Well, and, and I think okay. u- ultimately that all fits back into, you know, sort of what you were describing, how, how Echo sort of came back together five years ago. You reach that point in your life where you, you know, have you know, maybe the extra bandwidth, you have maybe a little bit of extra cash and you have these experiences that you can bring to the table, maybe beyond the music that you can all sort of mesh together to be able to pull this off. So I, I think it's it's a brilliant sort of um, example of, of how, you know, one can can take one's life experiences and enhance those hobbies or however you want to describe what this is for you guys. Um, it's it- spectacular.
1: Yeah it's certainly I mean I, I'll be honest 30 years ago we had no idea what the hell we were doing right <laughs> right we said wow wait we all love Floyd let's play some Floyd let's you know and um and it was good I mean I they're, they're, I run into people who still remember ah, you you know I remember seeing you guys at the 4 and 1 club down in Newark or you know whatever um but yeah we're we're a little little older little wiser um, yeah, maybe yeah, a little more disposable income to, 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 to put into reproducing, uh, or producing a show. Um, but w- we all kind of shared in that vision of, uh, let's, let's really make it a spectacle that people, when they leave, feel like, man, I, I got my money's worth, you know, and, and I'll go again, you know, um, so, um, so yeah, you're absolutely right, Joe. We're 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 using um, you know, there's a couple of us that that run businesses, so we're using some of that, uh, uh, you know, business acumen to kind of you know help help market and and uh, and and hone the product. It's a product. I mean, y- you hate to think of it that way, but at the end of the day, we've got production costs. We, I mean, nobody wants to take money out of their pocket to play at least, right? Yeah, right. right. So you gotta market your product you gotta know your you gotta know your audience you gotta know your competition you gotta know your market you gotta know kind of you know well, what can you charge right i mean h- how how big a production can we can we uh can we afford right so so these are all business things that you know when we were twenty twenty one we <laughs> we're like man, we sound great people are just gonna come see us <laughs> if you play it, they will come that's right, that's right. <laughs>
0: When when, when you as a, a band are – can you take us I'm, – I'm interested in the process of when and how you guys decide what you're going to play, what you're going to add to the set, what you're going to take away. Is it, is it democratic? Is it difficult? Is it
1: easy? You know, it, can you show us a little bit about that? I, well, I'll tell you. Everybody – uh, in the group is, is really so easygoing and, and are, are really such fans of the music that I don't think that there's ever been something that somebody suggested that somebody said flat out, uh, no way I'm not <laughs> doing that. Or you know, we don't, we're not going to play that. Um, obviously again, you get back to the product aspect of it. We want to play stuff that people want to hear. So we actually, um, we actually did some polls. And you know, we asked people what their favorite Floyd album was, for example, right? Um, and interestingly enough, it was almost a toss-up uh, between um, Dark Side and Animals. Animals, um, which yeah, really which, two great albums. I mean, wow. you know, I, I, they're all great to me. Yeah. but you know, um, but we said, well, you know, we, we should play what people want to hear. At the same time, um, you know, I've been dying to play High Hopes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fantastic, ah, yeah. fantastic song. Um, it's got that nylon string, you know, yeah. gu- just a guitar in there. It's got that great um, pedal steel at the end. It, it's just it, it hits all the the, you know, ticks all the boxes for like just a, a song that we really we just haven't gotten to it yet. I, you know, the catalog's so big. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and and again, it's just not like uh, you don't whip up a song in a weekend right? I mean, uh, the three guitar players will get together and before we, we bring a new song and we'll hash out the guitar parts, yeah. who's going to do what, Exactly. Right? So you, you, there has to be some, you know, division of, of responsibility there, uh, before we even try, you know, and then everybody works at home and then we bring it together. Um, if there's sound effects or samples, uh, uh, involved, those have to be created so Dan can load them in as a patch and, and start working with them. So, I mean, there's even pre-work that goes into uh, a, a new a selection before we ever get together to, to try it live. I mean, you know, to try it at rehearsal live.
0: Fascinating. Okay, good. Thank
1: you for that. Like I said, it just it, it always
0: fascinates me um, you know, how, how a, a, a band like yours kind of works through that because you've got you know, you've got 10 people and you have this entire huge catalog and it's kind right. of, you know, with, with precious few exceptions,
1: it's kind of hard to find a real stinker in there. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> right. Well, and, and we try to pick stuff. Uh, I mean, we, you know, if we could have everybody on stage all the time, man, that would be great. Um, we would love that because, um, a- Andrew Bedell, our saxophone player and, um, uh, and uh, the girls, uh, Penny, Michelle, and Chris, um, they just add so much. Um, but, y- you you know, we've kind of made a rule that we're not going to do something uh, that Floyd didn't do themselves. Okay. So, so uh, if, if there were not um, female vocals oh, on, right, right, right. on an album version, but we can find a live version that has some right then we'll consider adding that but yeah. we're not going to presume to 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 know what floyd would have done had yeah. they you know right. so yeah. we're not making up parts we're not making up parts for people but so we we, we tend to try and pick stuff that has parts for everyone because we want to showcase uh, all 10 you know super talented musicians um and and we want that big sound you know um but sometimes there's just sometimes it's just the six of us sometimes it's just dan on stage doing on the run you know (laughs) 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 there's no backup vocals it's for on the run you know (laughs) but you've got folks there they're contributing
2: they're dedicating their whole entire evening or their whole entire day for that matter sure yeah and you want them to perform as much as possible
1: absolutely i mean they're there for sound check so they're there at you know, if it's a if it's a nine o'clock show, they're there at three o'clock or four o'clock. Right. Mm-hmm. Setting up and sound checking. And so, um, yeah, we want them to get as much stage. We want everybody to get as much stage time as as possible. You know, so um, so we tend to pick stuff that can feature as many people as possible.
2: Well, the, the only thing on my list now is the, the merch. You guys had some killer artwork. And I, I imagine that that's got to be self-sustaining, and uh, you know, it's, but you got to keep it fresh too. So yeah, what what what's the trick behind the uh, merch?
1: Well, uh, we we've got a guy, actually a buddy of mine who who I just loves uh, trying to c- come up with new stuff for the band to sell. <laughs> so so we
2: I see your we, Storm Ferguson built into yes, the uh,
1: right. Yeah. Y- yep. Yep. You yep. got it. Um, all of the, uh, all of the stuff is, uh, original. So we've not, we've, we've not, you know, kind of lifted any, any, any copywritten, uh, stuff to, to put on a shirt or anything like that. Um, you know, that, that certainly probably would be crossing the line. And, um, and quite frankly, uh, a lot of these, uh, manufacturers of uh, the, the, the printers and the, and the t-shirt folks are, are really, um, wary of that. Um, you know, they don't want to get involved in any kind of copyright, you know, issue or litigation as well. So, so you, you couldn't take, um, you know, the wish you were here cover, right. And, and put it on a shirt. It'd probably be hard to find somebody to do that for you. Um, so all of our designs were, were, um, were done, you know, in-house or, or with, you know, graphic artists, um, uh, who, who came up with those designs. Um, and, um, and we, we, we actually are just getting ready to, uh, to launch our, uh, our merch, uh, store, uh, because in, in COVID-19 days, uh, you can't have a merch table. <laughs>
2: That's right. Oh, <laughs> no.
1: And, and, and there are folks who, uh, who frankly want to support the band and, and, and wear, uh, a, a, an Echoes t-shirt or, or get some cool, uh, Echoes earrings or, or whatever it may be, or an Echoes bumper sticker. So, um, so that's one way we've kind of pivoted, uh, to, to be able to support that. Obviously when we get back to li- live shows, uh, we'll, we'll have our, our merch there. We, we'd love to do kind of a, an on-demand, uh, uh, kind of thing with somebody with a, you know, where we didn't have to worry about fulfillment and that kind of thing. But so maybe that's, maybe that's down the line and then, and you could have a wider variety of items, but.
2: Oh, I forgot to cover your stadium gig. You've already played oh. a stadium.
1: Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah,
2: Frawley this, Stadium. This is huge. Yeah, this is huge in the day of COVID-19 and social distancing. You found a way to safely book a gig in a very wide space that that, that basically amounted to a drive-in movie theater.
1: Yeah, so, so this is a... Um this is a concept that I think is, is popping up around. I, I saw um, actually shortly before uh, our show that uh, S- uh, Southside Johnny uh, had done a, a show up really? in uh, a, a similar show, a car, you know, attend a in your car type show um, up in Asbury Park. Uh, we already had ours on, on the books, but I think a lot of venues that are that are looking for a way to, to again, kind of pivot in, in these COVID-19 days have looked and, and gotten creative. So this was a, this was a, uh, concert by car series that was actually put on by the uh, grand opera house, um, here in Wilmington. And, um, uh, we got asked to, uh, to do their second show. Um, second was great because, uh, the first show was where they kind of worked all the bugs out. <laughs> And uh, the first show was actually uh, um, some great friends of ours, um, uh, an outfit called TRO, which is the rock orchestra, um, who uh, Matt Urban actually is a a part of the management of um, as well. And they did a Beatles show um, Mm -hmm. two weeks before our our Floyd show there. So it was an outdoor stage, mobile stage. um, And what they did is they had video screens on either side of the stage, um, uh, 10 by – 10 by uh or uh, 12 by 20 I think uh foot uh video screens um we had three live cameras two of them were were fixed um with operators and one was mobile um and so, and what they did is they like you said can they lined cars up as if uh they were at a drive-in uh, theater um you were allowed to get out of your car and sit next to your car uh you know in a lawn chair or one of those bag chairs or dance um had to have a face covering if you were outside your car um and what they did is they simulcast the audio over uh, fm um cool. so if you wanted to stay in your car uh with the windows up and the air conditioner on you could that is awesome yeah and and let me tell you they did a fantastic job it was very safe uh, it was very organized um it was very controlled uh environment And, um, uh, we, we sold all the spaces, um, you paid by a person in your car. So there was no even contact to come in. You, you got your, um, ticket, which said how many, uh, people you Mm -hmm. had paid for in your car. Um, and they kind of, it was kind of first come first serve as far as where you parked. So, you know, folks that lined up early got the, uh, got the front row, so to speak, um, but the video screens, folks said, even all the way in the back, they could see what was happening on stage. Uh, very professionally uh, uh, done. Um, they handled, all, you know, all the um, um, uh, sound and 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 lighting and and video. Um, we did tap into their video feed, so we had our video content up on the screens, and they would kind of blend the wow. live the live content in with the with the uh, canned video that went along with each of the songs. So. It was – let me tell you, it probably was the strangest um, live playing experience I, I've had playing to a bunch of cars. Um, <laughs> a song would get done and people would honk their horns and blink their lights <laughs> and kind of the applause. Um, but I, I think it was a great way for people to get out and start experiencing um, – live music again and and you know as did, they have did you play made...
2: welcome to the machine
1: by any chance that <laughs> would have been we did we did, <laughs> we did actually <laughs> uh we, we 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 didn't open with that but um but we did play a welcome to the machine and um um it we we really it was nice to play out again and and i think uh again it was well run um the the series is continuing they're having great luck with it Um, and, and again, like I said, I, I just, I wasn't even looking for it, but a few days before our show, I saw uh, an article about uh, Southside Johnny having done a similar show up, up in uh, Asbury park. So, um, so I, you know, expect to see more of that. I would think until we're all able to go back to our favorite venues like Ardmore and, and world cafe and, and Sherman theater. And, um, so yeah, so I. I, I said to the guys, I said, look, I I told you we would play a stadium someday. <laughs> <laughs> Frawley is for, for folks who don't know, Frawley is our local uh, minor league uh, baseball uh, stadium in Wilmington, and uh, the 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 Blue Rocks play there. They're they're a feeder for. Uh, was a, It was a Royals. I don't know if it still is. I'm not a huge baseball fan. but um, So we weren't actually in the stadium. We were in the stadium parking lot, but, you know, close enough. <laughs> it, it is close enough.
0: Uh, Ken, that was the stadium where
1: Paul sang the national anthem, wasn't it? Indeed, yes. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so you're familiar with it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. I drove down there just just for that three-minute national anthem just to see our co-podcaster Paul play, yeah, <laughs> or sing what,
1: what- what 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 was the what was the occasion that he got invited it, to do it, that?
2: It was one of the actual baseball games. Yeah, they, they they just had him up there acapella. He smoked it. It was good. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. They do yeah. they do fireworks sometimes after the games, and you know they're real reasonable. I think a, a ticket's like ten bucks or something. So you know if you're a baseball fan, it's it's great. You get right down uh, you know up and close, personal with the with the players, and indeed.
2: Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's a good vibe. Yeah. I, I, I'm i in Philly and, and, uh, uh, you know, we can, we can brag about, of course the Eagles and the Phillies or whatnot, but, um, there is an accessibility and a charm and a, an easier way of life. You go a little bit further South to Wilmington.
0: I think we've come to the end for this, this segment. Um, Bill, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your your uh, your schedule to talk to us tonight this has been really really fun i've enjoyed it and hopefully we can have you back in the future to you know talk about more echoes more pink floyd or more whatever we want to talk about
1: I, yeah no I, I would love that it was was great and, and uh ken thanks for uh your uh, technology uh uh you know your it uh, assistance i <laughs> i, 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 I tech joe texted this make sure i was here and i said yeah i'm here but you know this is my this is my technically my second skype so be gentle because uh, <laughs> i don't <really> know <laughs> what i'm doing but i didn't figure out how to change my background there so i said well oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, let me throw up the echoes logo even though nobody's gonna see it you you pulled but, it off uh, and i, had I a hitch. St- actually i, can, I can see, see us, a i think you still got relics there too
2: <laughs> behind oh me. yeah 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 yeah. relics behind me yeah okay. that's deliberate yeah <laughs> oh,
1: okay
0: bill i don't know uh- you know, where can uh, where can our listeners find information about you and or Echoes, the American Pink Floyd?
1: Sure. So, um, you know, Facebook, we're real active on there. It's www.facebook.com well, forward slash Echoes Rocks. Echoes is E-C-H-O-E-S and then the word rocks. Um, and uh, we've got a website as well. It's www.echoesrocks.com uh, I think Echoes was taken, um, probably by some kind of sonogram company or something. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, but um, and then I, I, think if you go to the Facebook, then I think we you can link into our Instagram and, and Twitter. But uh, Facebook's kind of where we run our uh, little ticket giveaways and whatnot. So uh, like us on there, and uh, and uh, we love uh, when when folks. You know, post uh, pictures and and uh, videos from shows because you know we're up there. We don't we're up on the stage. We don't know what it looks like. We love seeing it from the from the audience perspective. So, um, but uh, that's where you know about uh, upcoming shows. We've got all the all the event you know the event page uh, lists lists everywhere we're playing. So hopefully we'll get back up to New York, get that date uh, rescheduled, and and the uh, the Philly and and surrounding area dates. Um, um, everybody. It was just so nice to play that that show. It was uh, the the outdoor show on the seventeenth, July seventeenth. Um, just great to be out playing again for folks who who appreciate the music or just appreciate live music in general, and and wanted to get out of the uh, their quarantines and and just hear some music and and sit and listen and watch. And so uh, so yeah. Um, and and there's video up on the on the Facebook uh, page that that you can access. Um, so if you want to kind of kind of check us out but we always ask uh, folks to leave us a review because uh you know you, you're going to trust the, the folks hawking the product or you're going to trust the folks who have already bought the product awesome. and and, yeah. and can can honestly report on on what they thought of it and uh i think we're up to i don't know 130 or 145 star reviews so um nothing ever less than a 5 uh it's just perfect, perfect. it's it's that good of a show and and um you know, I'm biased, but, you know, hopefully Ken will. Oh, get... I had a blast. That's exactly why we reached out to you. Great. Yep. Great. Well, this was, <laughs> this was fun, guys. I, I really, uh, I, it, the, the hour and a half flew by, really. I thought, <laughs> wow, what am I going to say for an hour? Oh, my God. <laughs> Start in the womb, I don't know, and maybe fill an hour. But no, it was, was a lot of fun. And you guys certainly know your, uh, know your uh, Floyd. So that's uh, very cool. It's fun to talk with folks who really have delved into the music perfect well
2: well well well, well, you get to stop now but i'm gonna stay up an extra half hour and troll your facebook page for more sid so (laughs) i'm on a mission
1: (laughs) all right
0: So, and, and of course, as always, we encourage our listeners who um, you know, have seen Echoes, the American Pink Floyd, to you know, provide us your thoughts, comments, feedback, or questions. You can reach us, as always, um, at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We are at Progpala on all of those. Search for Progressive Lever. Um, you're welcome to email us. Our email address is progpala at gmail.com impressive palaver is available for subscription and download on apple podcast google podcast spotify still not pandora as of the recording of this but we're <laughs> going to get there someday and presumably wherever you find your your podcast and we are as always hosted on soundcloud so until next time thanks for listening